RTL Original Podcast. Louis is the son of the famous Luxembourgish chef Leo Linster. She's the first and only female chef to ever have won the gold medal for the highly accredited Paul Bocuse World Championships, amongst numerous other well-recognized awards. The Leia Linster restaurant is one of the most famous restaurants in Luxembourg and in Europe. We already know plenty of things about Leia, who was never shy about being in the spotlight and featured often on German and Luxembourgish TV. Her son Louis lived 18 years above the restaurant and some can say that it was rather unsurprising that he's now taken over the restaurant. Perhaps it's in his blood. But if you think for a moment that he is living in his mother's shadow, you are very much wrong. It's been said many times before that he is the one to watch. He's changing the game at the restaurant and bringing in modern French-style cuisine with various other influences and moving away from the traditional style that has been dominant for years. Louis, thank you for joining us today. Hello. Thank you for having me. As you know, this podcast speaks about success in an unconventional way. And we would like to hear about the challenges that you have faced to become who you are today. Let's start by talking about your childhood. What did life look like for you? Would you have gourmet lunches and dinners, as we all imagine you did, made by your mother? So, as you said before, I grew up uh, above the restaurant. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was a child, uh, I was always uh, downstairs. I was living above, but I was always downstairs. Mm -hmm. uh, running through the kitchen when they were preparing food for... Uh, the dinner service. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of uh, of uh, gourmet lunches, of course, <laughs> but most of the time um, it was uh, when my mother was off, okay. and we went to other restaurants because a restaurant is a lot of work, you know, and mm -hmm. don't always have time for family. Yeah, for family time. Did she eat with you most days, or was she no, okay? No. I ate with my, my grandmother. She was living with me above the restaurant. Does that kind of life scare you for your own family and your own future? On one side, yes. And then the other side, it's more like a challenge to try to make it work better. Mm -hmm. Because you know what didn't work, so you yes. try to do it better. After your studies in Lausanne, you decided to go and help your mother out in the kitchen of the restaurant, despite not having a traditional background in cooking. What made you do that? So, yeah, when I was a teenager, I was a little bit annoyed of having always so many people in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I told to myself, maybe try something else. Yeah. And I was good in economics, so I said, maybe study management. Mm -hmm. okay. I went to Lausanne and... After two years, uh, my mother called me and asked me if I still wanted to do that in Lausanne, if I was happy or not. Mm -hmm. And I said, uh, yes, but I'm not sure that it is really what I want to do. So I will come back to, to Luxembourg. I can help you and finish my studies here. Mm -hmm. But then when I started working alongside with her, it was not in the kitchen at first. It was uh, more... Yeah, like the management of yeah, the management of the yeah. restaurant and the papers and all of that. More and more, I I involve myself in in the in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. 
I tried to change a few things or when I saw something that I thought it was not good, I I told the, the cooks to change it. <laughs> And how did they how did they take that? You know, you're the son coming in to tell Yes, but I was pretty much all the time there, so Okay. For them it was normal. <laughs> okay. And they respected what you suggested. Yes, yes. Because they knew that I know something about food. Okay. Yeah. Did you ever have to prove yourself to the people that worked there, or do you think that because you were always in there, it came naturally? Mm, I think it came naturally, but also, a lot of uh, of the old stuff we had before, when my mother was still running the restaurant, left uh, about a year when I took over the restaurant. You scared them away? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so you took on new staff and it's a new team, pretty much. Yeah, and it's the same team pretty much since I started. By 2012, you had started working part-time. And by 2015, you were working full-time. That tells me that you fell in love with the work very quickly. What made you realise that that was what you wanted to do? And did you fall in love with the work? Yes, I, <laughs> I was always in love with the work, I think. Because it, it's um, it's really a beautiful job to do, mm -hmm. to make people happy. And, and it's like when you, you live in a restaurant or when you are... The chef of a restaurant, it's like every day is something special, a celebration. Mm -hmm. It's for other people, of course. But, but you're still part of yeah, the celebration. Yeah, you're part of it. Yeah. And that's beautiful. Yeah. Especially a restaurant like yours. I mean, people go there on special occasions, right? Right, yeah. Was there a moment where you thought, this is something I can see myself doing long term? There must have been a transition from I can do this to I can do this with my life. In the beginning, it was hard to find my place. To, to know what I really want to do but it, it really came naturally and and after I think one or one and a half year I was I was running the kitchen mm -hmm. even if I I didn't learn um, I didn't um, I do say this I didn't um, you didn't do the traditional the yeah the cooking cooking school school yeah, yeah. when you were transitioning in that it was a year and a half transition right was your mum like always behind you and being like, Louis, do this or Louis, you're doing this wrong? Like, was she always there, right there for you? Or did she know to give you a bit of space? I, I had a little bit of space, but uh, I always ask her for for advice because okay. I know she she has a lot of experience. So Was she there every help. day? Yeah, the experience does help. Yeah, yeah no, no, she wasn't there every day. Not during the day, but she was there, uh, there for for the service to to meet the clients. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. How has working with her, how has that changed your relationship? And what advice would you give to people who have a similar working situation? <laughs> so, it, <laughs> it was a, a fun time. <laughs> Because um, it is difficult for for both of of people taking over a business and for the people that are giving up their business. Mm -hmm. It is difficult for. It was difficult for me because it was something very new. You you just need a few years to get some experience, mm -hmm. but uh, eventually you it comes naturally. I yeah, think. yeah. For for my yeah. mother, yeah. In our case. It was in the beginning. She she really liked to have help. Yeah. From me, but with the time she 
she noticed uh, yeah. was <laughs> she noticed that um she she didn't have to be there all the time anymore yeah. but because she had been working her whole life mm-hmm. she didn't know what to do <laughs> okay. after that yeah so that was the difficult part okay and not being involved in every decision it is not easy when you always have to to do the decisions mm-hmm. and then the time comes when you are not needed anymore all the time is that why she's done more cooking classes and experiences and that has become mm. more or has she always done no that? she she has always done cooking classes okay and then um she stopped because she had to too many tv shows okay but then when i was there again uh, we had too many demands so we started the cooking classes again because mm-hmm. we are almost fully booked one year in advance for the whole year when you work with her how do you make sure that when you have a disagreement or a discussion that it stays about the restaurant and it doesn't hurt your relationship as mother and son so this is difficult <laughs> <laughs> there's no answer for this no <laughs> it doesn't really hurt their relationship but then you're just mad for a few days and then <laughs> that's all <laughs> who would be the first to say sorry if you were mad it depends. <laughs> so it's quite fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would you like to be your own legacy? I think that question comes a little bit early in my <laughs> okay. in my career. Yeah. But I think it would be to make our restaurant that is a family business mm-hmm. since five generations um, like world famous. Yeah. Even more Even famous, more famous than yeah. now. So it's not about you and you becoming a TV chef and all those mm, sorts of things? No, for the moment, no. Okay. It does look like we are coming to the end of a pandemic, but we can't ignore the fact that it's something that industries like yours have been hit quite hard. What was your first thought when the restaurants had to close and how have you coped with it? So in the beginning of the pandemic... We already knew that uh, Italy was closed for a few weeks or even a month. Yeah. But everybody thought in Luxembourg it will be only for a week or two weeks. Yeah. And But we started right away with delivery. Yeah. Because uh, anyhow, we were living above the restaurant and we had nothing to do. So said, we'll try. Yeah. We had never done this before. We'll try. If someone uh, orders something, it's good. If not, it's also good. Mm-hmm. But uh, after the first week, people uh, started to to hear that um, we were doing that. And uh, afterwards, until now, we really had a lot of uh, orders. You were one of the first sort of high-end restaurants to do it. Do you think that restaurants like yours are afraid because the quality is being affected or the presentation or the experience... I think so. It is a question that you have to ask yourself. But in the end, I think it's, of course, it will never be the same than at the restaurant because you have to reheat it Mm -hmm. and uh, you cannot uh, make it as beautiful as in the restaurant because when you take it out of the box and put it on your plate, it will not look the same. Also, I wonder in the car, you know, because, you know, I've eaten at the restaurant before and everything yeah. has like, has a place, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I wonder when it's in the car on the way to the house, if it just ends up sort of like... So, yeah, sometimes, yeah. So you have to keep it 
it's pretty simple. Yeah. The quality should be very good, of course, but it shouldn't be too difficult. Also, not too difficult to to reheat or prepare at home. Because mm -hmm. some of the restaurants, not here in Luxembourg, but in um, in neighbor countries, mm -hmm. they do also boxes, but in kits. That's actually it's it's good also, but it's a lot of work. For the people For who the people, are, yeah. yeah, and you can't just sit down and eat it. You still need to put it all together and reheat it. Yeah, it, it takes properly. some time. Yeah, yeah. It's maybe not for every day. <laughs> Do you think that the COVID situation taught you something about your business? Yes, it taught me to adapt really quickly to a situation that is changing every other week. It was really difficult last year. Yeah, because first you start with delivery. Then they tell you you can open again uh, with the new measures. You know, you have mm -hmm. to change everything in the restaurant. And then three months after that, we have to close again. And then in also in that small part of time when we were open this year, it was not possible to make any uh, money reserves, you know, yeah. what you do normally in a year. So yeah, the first lockdown was okay, but the second one was harder because we didn't have too much cash flow and... Do you think, looking back, the government handled it well? I would say it was was pretty well, but it's it's still diff it's pretty difficult to to make the um, demand for the for the financial help. Yeah, it's a lot of work, and uh, they don't always come at time. Mm -hmm. You get it, but two or three months later, and if you don't have uh, reserves for two or three months to pay your staff. Yeah. That's really, I would say, it's hard for, for a lot of restaurants. For sure. You run a cooking class with your mum. Mm -hmm. What does that look like to have two chefs in one kitchen? Well, we, we don't do it together at the same time. Okay. She does the first part and I do the okay. second part. Okay. <laughs> so I was imagining if you were doing it together, it would be a bit no, no. chaos. Actually, the, um, the people that come to the cooking class, they prepare the menu with us. Okay. And my mother does um, the dessert and the entree. Yeah. And I do the, um, the main course. Okay. Is that is that fun? Is that something that you enjoy? Yeah, it is fun. Yeah. yeah. But it will, always depends also on the people that are coming. True. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you have a group where they don't talk so much. So. Yeah. It's not that easy. <laughs> yeah, not that easy. <laughs> if you could go back and change something about your career or how you got to your career, what would that be? I don't think I would change anything. You wouldn't change anything? No. no. Um, what would you say has been the biggest challenge in your life? Uh, this year. <laughs> uh, last year. Yeah. <laughs> with the pandemic, yeah. It's pretty early on in your career to deal with something yes, yes, as big as very early. And as I talk with my, my mother, mm -hmm. I asked her, did you have anything like this ever before? Mm. She said, yeah, we had the... The which war was it? The Iraq war, I think, mm -hmm. was a little crisis after that. Mm -hmm. And she said, but it was not like like now. Mm -hmm. We didn't have to close, but people didn't have money at that time to go to high end restaurants. Yeah, mm -hmm. was there ever a moment where your mum wanted to step in and help you? Mm, not really. I just uh, sometimes when I need help, I talk to her. But yeah, no. How much is she in the restaurant now? She um, not a lot. Not a lot. No. How do you think she, she just comes to to see me because now <laughs> I don't have time to see her? To, yeah. yeah. 
the transition is hard for somebody who had so much to do and so much responsibility that they were not doing the cooking classes. How has she adjusted to this new life? Sometimes good, sometimes not so good. It it really depends on on the period of the year. Mm-hmm. I think when when it's summer, you have you can do many more things. Yeah, I am working a lot right now, and yeah, she has to find something to do. Yeah, does it make you think about you and your life and how you know when you're retiring, you want to have something? Yes, but it's also different. I'm married. Or yes. Maybe, yeah. Then you have a, a different life. Yeah, yeah, my mother is not married. Mm-hmm. If you could give your 18-year-old self some advice, what would it be? Myself? Yes. Oh, <laughs> retire before 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to, to, to manage the pandemic. <laughs> no. Um, a good advice. Maybe be more sometimes or earlier, be more 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 strict or more straightforward with your decisions. Like when you talk about something, maybe with my wife, we talk about changing something, but we don't really do it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just talking about it, and you don't take the decision to to, to actually do yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This might be a bit personal, but what do you think that your mum did well in raising you and what did she not do so well that you probably wouldn't replicate for yourself? Yeah, we talk uh, often about that with my mother. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah. That's such a good conversation to have. <laughs> I would say what she did good was to give me um a lot of freedom. Because it was good for me, but then I told her also you cannot do that with every child because it depends on how the child is. Yeah. If he's responsible, it's okay. But if not, what do you do? Yeah. So, but for in my case, it was good. But it worked. It, for you. it wouldn't be an advice for any other parent. <laughs> right. <laughs> True. And what she didn't do good, just that she hadn't too much family time. But she, there was. Not really her choice. It comes with the job, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, do you think the freedom the freedom is what made you come back to Luxembourg and come back to the restaurant and end up back where you were raised? No, but I think it um, it didn't make me come back. But I actually want to say it uh, helped me in um, in my work now to do, to take decisions freely and mm-hmm. you know you you are used to do everything by yourself so. It's easier. You don't have to. When I I want to change something, I'm confident enough to to do it, mm-hmm. and not to ask my mother. <laughs> How did she give you that confidence? Because I was living with my grandmother, mm-hmm. but she was also a little bit older, so a lot of things I had to do by myself. That independent. I was also in boarding school for seven years. Okay. In Eschenach. That helped. Also, yeah. Yeah. Um, So we've done the hard questions. So now I have some fun questions for you. What is the best and worst ingredient for you to cook with? Best ingredient? Yeah. Salt. Okay. That's for me. Salt, yeah. You need it in everything, right? Yeah. Even desserts. Because I hate food that is not salted rightly. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the worst one is anchovies for me. Okay. (laughs) You, you, You don't like to cook with them? No, I don't like the taste. You don't like the taste of them. If you could eat 
any meal in any restaurant in the world,、mm-hmm. what would that be? That's also not so easy because I travel a lot to eat. Too many options. In restaurants. So I would say Bangkok. Not for one meal in particular, but you can eat everywhere on, on the street and everything tastes good.、Mm-hmm. It's so flavorful, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And Do- people always say it is dirty, but I think it's cleaner than a lot of. Asian restaurants、oh, yeah. Yeah, in Luxembourg. <laughs> and they're on the street. <laughs> I can't comment on that. <laughs> you said you'd like to travel a lot and you eat a lot when you travel. Do you try and bring those influences to the restaurant as well? Yes, of course, yeah. 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 Taste, a different taste that you, you, you can't know when, if you don't travel, actually.、Mm-hmm. Because they have different ingredients in other countries. and... When you were younger, was there a, was there a type of a food that you just would not eat and now you love it? I can't remember, but I think it's more the,、um, the opposite. I ate a lot of things that I don't eat now, now. anymore. <laughs> When you go for a meal, do you prefer to go for a meal that is just relaxed and comfortable and delicious and the restaurant is busy and buzzing? Or do you prefer to go to a gourmet restaurant like your own? I prefer gourmet restaurants. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the, the food, the experience. It is also for me interesting because、uh, I can learn things that I didn't know before.、Mm-hmm. It's always a little bit mixture be,、uh, between work and pleasure. Yeah. When we didn't go to a gourmet restaurant. And also, what is very important is that during the week when we are working, Mm-hmm. I don't have really much time to eat. So,、okay. when I, I'm off, I, I go to gourmet restaurants like people come to us on weekends. Where do you go in Luxembourg when you're not working?、Mm, not in many places because they are all closed the same days <laughs> as we are. <laughs> so, there's not that many opportunities. No, not、try. in Luxembourg. Do you cook your own meals at home? Before pandemic,、uh, not a lot, but now, yeah, every day. Yeah. Who is your best inspiration for cooking? Right now, I would say Bjorn Franzen. It's also the last restaurant I went to. It was the, the most interesting I saw in, in the last few years. What do you see happening in your career other than making a really good job of the current restaurant? Do you see yourself having more restaurants? For now, I think the most important is to bring the restaurant to that level that we really want.、Mm-hmm. Okay, you cannot really say when you reach the level because there is always something you can,、yeah. you can do better, but that's the most important, and then we will see.、Mm-hmm. But more restaurants, is, we had that before.、Mm-hmm. You know, we had three restaurants at one time, but it's very difficult to manage the other restaurants. Mm-hmm. And stay at the top level in your own restaurant. And what will be new when you reopen? So, we planned two years ago to, to rebuild our kitchen because it was 30 years old. And we wanted to do it this year in January. Anyhow, we had to be, we were closed because of pandemic. It took us two months to, to finish the work. And we have now a beautiful new kitchen. <laughs> Is it still open and people、It's、can still see it? It's still open, you can、okay. still see it. What's new? Everything. Really? Yeah. And you, you were the one who was involved in designing it. And yes. That must have been very exciting for you. And exciting and very difficult. <laughs> Because you, 
you still don't know how it will look when yeah. it, it's really there. Yeah. On the plan, everything looks good, but <laughs> finally. What's the reason for the new kitchen? Uh, the other one was just uh, not up to date anymore. Mm-hmm. Now we still don't know when we are going to reopen. Mm-hmm. So we're changing a few little things also in the dining room. Very exciting. So you're kind of adding your own style to the restaurant, would you say? Just refresh it a little bit. Do you see at some point that you will change it a lot from what it is now? Mm. Or that will always be? I don't think so, no. You will always stay in that style? It's much too expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, especially in Luxembourg. Yeah. (laughs) So as well as the new kitchen, what other new things do you have coming up? Uh, we're trying something new with a, a food truck, something we have also never done before. Mm-hmm. And I think it will be a fun time just to to have some yeah some, some variety. Right. Yeah. During this very boring time. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that for a high end mm. restaurant, you're willing to do things like takeaway and uh, food trucks. Is that your influence? I think so. Also, yeah, but it is also because we have a really a big demand. And you you have to to stay in in touch with the, the clients also mm-hmm. because we have been closed for too long and if you don't stay in touch with your clients maybe they will forget you and <laughs> go to another restaurant. <laughs> if you can just leave us with one piece of advice to people who are listening, what would that piece of advice be to our listeners? <laughs> The most important thing is to do what you really like, a job that you love, mm-hmm. even if it brings a lot of inconveniences. Yeah. But if you love it, just do it. Yeah. And you will be good at it. You strike me as somebody who's really hardworking. Yeah. How do you stay motivated? And were you always hardworking? Yes, yes. Okay. Always. How I stay motivated? I don't know. Sometimes I ask myself. okay (laughs) thanks louis thank you so much for coming in and sharing your story about how you got to where you are today and we wish you the best of luck with all the exciting new things the new kitchen um food trucks and all the things that will happen when covid is over so thank you thank you very much